This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In these next two days of powerful instruction, Pastor Ray retells the classic story of the Apostle Peter walking on the water in the storm and asks, are you in the right boat going in the right direction? Or have the issues and challenges of life caused you to back up, maybe even to quit? Pastor frankly admits that sometimes life's journeys get hard and oftentimes we don't even understand why. Through stories of his own stormy experiences, he assures us that God knows exactly where you are, exactly what you need, and exactly when you need it. And although the storms will sometimes come our way, Pastor teaches us that they're often very necessary in order to shake something loose in our lives, maybe even something keeping us from our destiny. So get ready to be encouraged as Pastor instructs you on exactly what to do in the middle of your storm. Sometimes storms come your way to shake, shake some things loose in your life. Like, you know, some young people, they get hooked up with somebody. Of course, they're not, they're not believers. Or maybe they are, but you don't act like believers. And you do sinful things and things you shouldn't be doing as a believer. Why is it so quiet in here? <laughs> and then, you know, then, the, then, then the, the rockiness comes in the relationship and, you know, the rocking and the roll and... and you know, he leaves her or she leaves him or something happens. They say, oh, I'm in the midst of this storm. Well, maybe because God just wants to shake that sucker loose from you. Doesn't treat you right. Doesn't respect you. Abuses you. Maybe even puts his hands on you. What's that nonsense about? You say, oh, I love him so much or I love her so much. Huh? Are you thinking with your head or with another body part? Are you thinking with the brain that God gave you? You're thinking sometimes God's going to put you right in the middle of the storm because he's got to shake that thing loose out of your life. Got to shake some people free. Shake some stuff that's, that's burdening you and holding you back and causing you to be encumbered because of, and, and keeping you from the great things that God wants to do in your life. You can't do it with that. You can't accomplish it with that. It's never going to happen with that baggage in your life. Sometimes, sometimes a storm will come to kind of rock the boat a little bit, to shake, shake, shake some things loose. You see? And sometimes you think it's like the worst thing that could ever happen to your life. And from God's perspective and God's life, it's the best thing that could ever happen to you in your life. It may, it sometimes... It may be difficult, it may be painful, it might not be comfortable, but it is the best thing that could have ever happened to you in your life. I can remember years ago, my brother and I were in business together. This is my brother that passed away a few years ago. And 
And uh, it was a family business, and it was my father's business, and my brother had had it for a number of years, and then I joined him, and we tried to make this business, you know, because it was small, and we were trying to enlarge it and do all these things, and we put our efforts together and money together, and we tried to get this business going, and we did for a while, it, but, but we were having a really hard time with it. And at the same time, simultaneously, I felt the call of God to the ministry, and I didn't know what to do about it. And... Um, you know, well, this is how I figured. I figured, well, we're going to make a real success out of this business. We're going to make lots of money. And then I'm going to be able to go and serve the Lord, you know, without any worry about ever having to make a living doing it. Like the, the business and the money I make will, will support me and I'll just give my labor to the Lord for free. And I figured that was the only way I could make it into ministry because I, at that point, I didn't ever think that there would be a possibility of me prospering and growing in, in the ministry. And, um, and so we, we, we were working and working, and then all of a sudden, it, we, it was a five-year period, and, and as we're moving along, this call of God on my life is getting stronger, and, and I just don't know how to deal with it. And then all of a sudden, we hit a really rough spot, and actually what happened was one of our biggest customers, I mean, it was a huge national customer, and we were supplying him with a lot of merchandise, we were manufacturers. We were food manufacturers. And a lot of stuff we did was by hand because we were so small and trying to get to that next level. So we, we did a lot of it just by brute labor. And um, so we were supplying him and it was taking up a lot of our time and we had special labels made and the uh, special uh, packaging for this company. And we were pumping. I mean, we were pumping. We were working literally almost 24 hours a day, our little factory, our little shop was going 24 hours a day with different people just keeping stuff going. And then one day I was on another business call and I get a phone call from the buyer and he says, oh, we're not using your product anymore. I said, what? He said, we're discontinuing your product. And I'm like, why? Oh, no reason. Just, you know, it's just the way, you know, we just felt, you know, either they found somebody else who was going to supply something definitely not quite as not as good as our product, but I'm sure that, you know, or maybe they're going to try to do it themselves, whatever. They were a very, very large company. And, and all of a sudden, I felt the boat start to rock. And it rocked. And it rocked. And my brother and I just scratched our heads because this, this company was basically keeping us afloat at this point because this was big. And we had a lot of other smaller, uh, uh, you know, uh, places and accounts, but they, they were not going to keep us afloat. This big company was what was putting us over. And when he pulled out, it was like somebody pulled the stopper out of the bathtub, and I'm just sitting in the bathtub watching all the water go down, and there ain't no stopper to stop it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The boat is rocking, and I'm crying out, God, my dreams, my visions, my future is going down. I'm a tither. I'm a this. I'm a that. I honor you. I serve in the church. Look at me. I'm working here, and I'm working at the church. And I, Why is this happening? And the boat is rocking. And it's getting more difficult every day. I mean, you know, then we couldn't pay our bills, and people are calling us, and money wasn't coming in. It was getting more turbulent every day. And the boat's rocking, and the boat's rocking. And the boat's rocking. Well, the long and the short of it was that after several months of this, my brother and I, we had no choice but to shut down the business. Couldn't sell it, couldn't do anything. We basically had to shut down the business because I, I got to a point that says, I just can't do this anymore. It's going to take too much effort, too much time to try to recapture and regain what we've just lost, and I just don't have the effort for it. My heart's in ministry. And, 
and, and so, so the boat is rocking and ultimately the, the, the end of the story is that we shut down the business, the business goes down the tubes and I'm feeling like, okay, now what do I do? And it was simultaneously at that moment of time that my pastor came to me and he said, you know what? You are so important to us and you've done such a great job here that the church now wants to pay you to be the assistant pastor and to have full-time employment here at the church. I was like, what'd you say? And then he told me the salary and I was like, are you kidding? I didn't really, but I, I thought, I thought, okay, because it wasn't a whole lot of salary at that point, but I said, you know what, Lord? I'm going I'm to try it. And I stepped into that assistant pastor position and I took that little meager salary that they gave me. You know what? At the end of the first year of ministry for me, I ended up having more money at the end than I ever did while I was working the business with my brother busting my chops, so they, so they say. Right? Busting myself trying to make that thing afloat and it was as a result of that storm that shook that business, you know, shook it free from me and me from it. Just cut it, went down the tubes, just one swoop of God, whoof, just like that. Came through it, and the next thing I know, I just stepped into full-time ministry, and baby, the rest is history. That's it. Sometimes storms come your way to shake you free from something. And, uh, but Peter, you know, Peter chose to look at all of the opposition or look at the, look at the, the waves and the, the wind and the lightning. And he chose to put his eyes in the wrong place. My Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of the faith. Keep your focus on the word of God. Keep your focus on what you're doing. Keep your focus on the fact that you're in the boat with Jesus. Now, now listen, now listen. If you're not on course with the Lord, then you need to get on course with the Lord. If you're in the wrong boat, then you better jump out and go swim to the, to the boat and get in the boat you're supposed to be in. You see? Because you, you put everything on the line when you're in the wrong boat, going in the wrong direction, wrong destination, wrong ship. Right? You're on the, you're on the wrong track, as they say. You've got to get on, on the right boat with Jesus. You've got to get in the right place with the Lord. You know, follow his word, you see. You see here, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let, let's, let's put it this way. If, if, you're, if, if you're not doing well financially and you're having a hard time with your money, like, like most people, you know, I know, you know, they can hardly make ends meet and, and so on and so forth, living on credit cards and all that. Well, then, then chances are you're on the wrong boat. So you hit a storm in your life, but, but there's going to be no Jesus there waiting for you. There's going to be no blessing helping you get out of that storm because you, you're in the wrong boat. You're in the wrong direction. You've got to be a giver. You've got to be a tither. Thank you for the weak amens. I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. You said you were doing great, Pastor, until you started talking about money. But you're on the, you're on the wrong track, you see. Now, a tither and a giver, when we hit a storm, we're like, 
Jesus is here with me. We're getting through this storm. A miracle's going to happen. Something's going to happen because we're on the right track in the right boat going in the right direction. Jesus, you told me to do this and I'm doing it. You told me to tithe. I'm tithing. You told me to give. I'm giving. I'm doing it. I'm on the right boat headed in the right direction. And if I hit a storm, it's okay. Jesus is there. He's going to speak comfort to me. It's going to work. The word's going to work. I'm going to get out and through the other side of this storm, more blessed than the way I've come in. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Remember, we were trying to put this building up. We ran plumb out of money. And I said, Lord, I, I, I know I'm listening to you. I know I'm doing the best that I can do. You know, I had to remember I'm in the right boat, on the right course, going in the right direction. I had to remind myself of that every day. I, Lord, I'm just obeying you. I'm just following your commands. I'm following what you're leading me to do. I'm trying to follow this word the best that I know how. I, I'm right, I know I'm right where I, I don't know why we're here. We're out of money and it doesn't look like. And, and then in the midst of that storm, as you're, as you're just proclaiming the word, as you're just standing on the word and trusting the word and keeping your focus on Jesus and keeping your focus on the Lord and not at the storm, don't look at the storm. Look at the one who has the power to calm the storm. Look at the, look at the word that gives you the authority over the storm. And, and as, I, as I did that, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, things started to open up and come together in a supernatural way. You know, doors opened up. Opportunities People came, helped. It was just amazing to watch how God, and now when I look back on it, um, I mean, I, I, I met a pastor yesterday that's trying to, been trying to build a church in the community and actually is at the point now just trying to get rid of the property. And, and they bought the property just about the same time we did or just shortly after we did. And they're still stuck with it and can't get rid of it. And can't, I mean, you know, when I look back on this, we bought this property, got our approvals, put up the building, reshaped all of this land, because most of you don't realize that we're on solid rock here. It took months, just months, months, months. I don't remember how many. I just blocked it out. But it was a lot of months <laughs> of trying to get rid of rock just so that we could have flat ground to put up a building. We bought the property, got the approvals, cleared the land, put up the building, and we did it in 36 months. 36 months. That was a miracle. That was a miracle. I look back. I know there was another, another guy I know uh, in, in, in Yonkers that bought, the property, the same, bought a piece of property in Greenberg the same time that we bought this property. He fought with Greenberg for 10 years. Finally, finally they had to sue the community um, through a, something called the Relupa Law, which protects churches against communities um, you know, uh, uh, preventing them or trying to prevent them from putting up churches. But thank God we've got, got such a law in place. And they were able to sue the town of Greenberg, I think, for five or six million dollars, and they won. Now, I don't, know, I don't know where they are or what they're doing at this point. But, but when I look back, I say, man, you know, that was their storm. I'm glad that wasn't my storm. That was their storm. And, and, and you see, so that's why the more you know the Word of God and the more that the, the Word is filling your heart and the more of the Word you have active and working in your life, the more you, you focus on the word, the more quickly you'll go through storms. You, you'll see, you, 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 and the more efficiently, is probably another good word, that you'll get through the storm because you have the word of God that's working. And that's why you shouldn't look at the storm. You've got to keep your eye and your focus on the word of God. 
that's what's going to help you get through the storm. See, if, if, if Peter had just kept his mind on the word, the one word, sometimes God just gives you one word. One little word. Like sometimes when I have to face something, you know, uh, I've heard this way, God will say, just do it. Okay, do it. That's it. That's all I get. Do it. You just keep your focus on that one word. In this case, he spoke to me and said, come. And to us generally, as we read the word, you know, that's God speaking to us, right? Wherever, wherever you see the word, it is God speaking to us. So you take it as if it's the Lord speaking directly to you and, and, and you take it to yourself. Like if you're sick and the Bible says, let the sick say I'm healed, by his stripes I am healed, well then you have to take that to yourself and say, I'm healed. That's your faith operating. That's the word you're using in the midst of the storm to keep yourself, you know, together and buoyant during that storm so that you can get through to the other side. So you, you have to, um, you, you know, you have to keep on the word. If Peter had just kept on that one word, come, just come. Lord, you said come, and I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm getting rocked around, but I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm, I'm doing what you said, but I'm getting jerked around here. The wind's blowing, the lightning's flashing, thunder's crashing, rain's hitting me, but I'm coming, because you said come. I'm coming, I'm coming. All, all, all he had to do was hang on to that one word. You said come, and I'm coming, I'm coming. And, and little by little by little, he would have walked to Jesus, but instead he looked at the storm, and the storm cause fear and fear and faith cannot operate the same same place so as fear is pouring in faith is pouring out and he starts to go down faith is the only thing that could have brought him back up see Peter's problem wasn't the storm listen to me Peter's problem wasn't the storm Peter's problem was his littleness of faith does that make sense to everybody so his problem wasn't the storm. You see, you're looking and say, oh, if, if, if only the storm would go away, everything would be fine. No, the storm isn't your problem. It's the littleness of your faith that's the problem. If you just, yeah, if you just maintain your faith, you're going to get through to the other side and you're going to be more blessed than the way you went into that storm. That's just the way it is because you've proven the word of God. Wow. All right. Let me just give you these four things to remember on your journey through life here. Have the courage to obey the Word of God. Wherever the Word gives you direction, take it to yourself and begin to believe it. Faith without works is dead. Unless you are operating your faith and actively using your faith, it is of no value. It's dead. So have the courage to obey the Word of God. As we teach the Word, as we give you the Word, begin to fit it into your life and begin to activate it by doing it. Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. So have the courage to obey this word, to fit it into your life or fit your life into it. Have the courage to obey the word of God. Number two, have the courage to stay the course in spite of the storms. Never give up, never give in. Right? So you have to have the courage to just you know, don't abandon ship. Just, just stay, stay the course. Stay in the boat. Stay in, in the boat for the duration of the trip because a miracle is about to happen. Yes. Amen. So, so stay in the boat. Have the courage to just stay the course. I've seen too many believers that quit because of rockiness or roughness or, 
you know, because they're having a hard time or whatever it be. I've seen too many, too many people, especially in this day that we live in, this hour and age that we live, there are so many compromised Christians, so many believers that have abandoned the faith and have backed up and given up and quit. We're never going to build the kingdom of God like that. We need long distance runners. We need people that are going to be connected and see it as a long distance race, not just a sprint. You can do some work with the sprinter, but you can't build the kingdom of God with sprinters. They can get little things done, but they sprint, they go 50 yards and they collapse and that's it and they're done. You know, we need long distance runners that are going to get in the race and stay in the race for the long haul and be there and just keep plodding. So, so have the courage to stay the course. And that, that's the same thing with, with your marriage and, and, and the things, things you're trying to do. Be a long distance runner, not just a sprinter. You know, get the D word out of your brain. You know what the D word is, right? Divorce. Just get that out of your brain. I remember years ago, I had a young couple and they were having a hard time with their marriage. But, and, and I, you know, I just listened to them go back and forth in this banter. And, and finally, I just stopped them. I said, well, you know, listen to you guys. All you keep doing is threatening divorce to one another. Of course, how are you ever going to get out of this thing? The devil's got you beat already. You just keep, every time she does a divorce, every time divorce, I'm going to divorce her, I'm going to divorce her. Get the D word out of your vocabulary. You're not staying the course. You're, 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 you're trying to plan a way of escape. You don't escape this commitment. You, you, you commit to this commitment and you, you work it out and you bear the storm and you try to get understanding and peace between each other. And, and then you move on with life. You don't, you don't bring up the D word all the time. I had one young couple came to me for marriage one time and the young lady wanted to see me. You're getting something out of this. My young lady wanted to see me and she's coming in. She's all teary-eyed. We were like two weeks before the wedding and she's all teary-eyed and crying. I said, what, what is the matter? And she says, well, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I, I, I think I'm making a very big mistake. And she's going on and on. And this is how she ends. She says, well, I just, I just you know, I'm going to go through it. I could always divorce. And I said, hold it. I wouldn't do the wedding. I said, I'm sorry, I'm not doing your wedding. Not under these conditions. I'm not going to marry you. You already got divorced. And you mean I ain't married yet. You already got the D word popping up. You're supposed to be so madly in love that you, you don't want to be away from this person. You want to be with them for the rest of your, on, on your wedding night? We didn't even be in... Thinking in the honeymoon suite, thinking about divorce. I don't know if I'm supposed to be with this person. We're gonna try it out and see what happens. We don't try out. I mean, it's like, what do you think this is? A pair of shoes that you can return in 30 days or something? We're gonna try them out, see if they work. If not, we'll send them back. Right? And then kids, kids come along afterwards. You, you certainly don't try them out. They're, they're, they come with a no-return policy. You've got them for the rest of your life. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so you have to have the courage to stay the course in the midst of a storm and not quit and give up or pass out. And then number three is have the courage to step out of the boat, out of your comfort zone. Use your faith. You can accomplish more than you think you can. Right? So Peter at least had the, the momentary courage and faith to jump out of the boat and start walking on the water. And it's amazing when you trust the Lord and you obey his word, and you follow his commands. It's amazing what you'll accomplish and what you can do. Right? And the number four, very simple, is just have courage in knowing that Jesus has his eye on you. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. He may be the one that's bringing you through this, this time. Maybe we got to shake something loose.
Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.